You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. Don't struggle to align your organization's cybersecurity with business risk. Get the only solution that goes beyond reacting to threats with vulnerability and risk monitoring. You need the next evolution of MDR, and only Critical Start delivers it. Critical Start doesn't just monitor and respond to threats. They put you in control by detecting suspicious activities, quickly responding to contained threats, and identifying your most critical assets and protecting them against vulnerabilities and exposures. With continuous visibility, expert guidance, and measurable risk reduction, Critical Start has redefined what it means to manage cyber risk. Demonstrate provable security maturity to your leadership while positioning your program to achieve the greatest risk reduction per dollar spent. Stop fearing risk and start managing it with Critical Start. Visit criticalstart.com and request a demo today. That's criticalstart.com. There may be more to the Bangladesh bank hack than met the eye as reports of the possible compromise of Swift client software appear. The U.S. Defense Department says it's dropping cyber bombs on ISIS. SecureWorks' IPO hasn't popped yet. Analysts think this means industry unicorns will have to wait longer and show some profit before their exit. Not everyone's buying the gray hat story about how the San Bernardino iPhone was accessed, and the U.S. Department of Justice says it won't need Apple's help on that New York phone. They've got the passcode. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Monday, April 25th, 2016. Remember February's hack of the Bangladesh Bank? That was a cyber heist that cost $81 million before alert proofreaders at Deutsche Bank metaphorically smelled a rat in a misspelled word. That hack appears to have broader and more disturbing implications. BAE security researchers warned early this morning that those behind the attack may have succeeded in compromising SWIFT, the Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunication, whose platform is used internationally to manage interbank transactions. Specifically, BAE believes the attackers modified client software called Alliance Access to alter a database that logged bank transactions. The modification was designed for stealth. The hackers not only altered Alliance Access to remove records of fraudulent transactions and manipulate balances in databases, but also prevented those transactions from being printed in SWIFT's tracking center. The malware installed in the system was also capable of intercepting and destroying incoming messages, confirming the criminals' funds transfers. The episode shows extraordinary attention to detail in manipulating the target's environment to cover the thieves' tracks. It's worth noting that the malware affects Alliance Access software only, and not SWIFT's network or core messaging services. SWIFT has established what it calls a facility to help customers enhance their security and find inconsistencies in database records. Authorities in Bangladesh continue their investigation into the incident. A team from that country's Forensic Training Institute believes it's found the criminal's access point. The Bangladesh bank was using second-hand network switches, reportedly without firewalls, to link its systems. Those systems, in turn, were connected to SWIFT. The second-hand switches are said to have cost $10 each, a case of false economy if there ever was one. 
In cyber war news, the U.S. Army has found exploitable vulnerabilities in its Win-T Increment 2 mobile tactical network. The nature of those vulnerabilities is naturally unspecified, but fixes are promised, as is enhanced user training. The U.S. has grown increasingly open about its conduct of cyber operations against ISIS. Deputy Secretary of Defense Robert O. Wark has said, quote, We're dropping cyber bombs. We have never done that before. End quote. The computer network attacks are designed to disrupt ISIS messaging, command and control, and administration. All of this, of course, is also intended to undermine the terrorist group's ability to attract followers, who would lose confidence in ISIS security and fear personal exposure, and, as the New York Times puts it, quote, rattle the Islamic State's commanders who have begun to realize that sophisticated hacking efforts are manipulating their data, end quote. The U.S. campaign is said to have begun with implants in ISIS networks intended to gather information about commanders' online habits. After this battle space preparation, the campaign has moved to spoofing of those commanders' communications and disruption of ISIS messaging. Thus, U.S. cyber operators appear to be attacking not only command and control, but ISIS's arguably more dangerous and intractable ability to inspire and recruit. On the development of international norms for cyber warfare and on confidence building in cyberspace, observers are waiting for word on the outcome of talks between U.S. and Russian officials. Discussions began quietly in Geneva last week. At Cynet's ITSEF 2016 last week, the CyberWire spoke with Canada's Minister of National Defense, the Honorable Harit Singh Sajjan, about using intelligence developed in cyberspace. He emphasized throughout that if you want intelligence to be actionable, you've got to deliver it to the users on the ground. You can read the discussion at thecyberwire.com slash interviews. In industry news, SecureWorks held its long-anticipated initial public offering last week. The IPO is widely viewed as lackluster, according to Reuters. The stock closed at $14 in its first day of trading, which is where it had initially been priced. While a number of cybersecurity startups have been able to persuade investors to look beyond profit, which hasn't in many cases been there, and see the growth behind the operating losses, this seems to no longer be the case. Investors appear now to be looking for profit, and they're less likely to buy the story. The SecureWorks IPO seems to have reset the market, and analysts think the next round of unicorns may have to wait a bit before they head for the exit. In legal news, some observers doubt the FBI's gray hat explanation of how it accessed the San Bernardino jihadist iPhone. Fast Company reports sources who say the Bureau's allusions to a team of gray hats is in fact misdirection, covering work done by Celebrite, the Israeli firm initially thought by most to have done the work. And finally, the U.S. Department of Justice has said it no longer needs Apple's help unlocking an iPhone in a New York drug trial. Thank you very much. That help had been requested under the same All Writs Act authority used in the San Bernardino case. An individual, sources say, gave investigators the phone's passcode. Who individual is remains unclear. Perhaps a relative of occupant or current resident or maybe even area man. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use. With zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications 
so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. Joining me is John Petrick, editor of the Cyberwire. John, you spent last week at the Synet ITSEF conference in California. Uh, what do you have to report from there? What did you hear on the ground? It was an interesting conference. There was a lot of talk about risk management, about managing cyber risk. People still are struggling with the difficulty of valuing their own assets. How valuable actually is your IP? How valuable are your networks? How valuable are your data? People were talking about the absence of actuarial data. That is, what does it actually cost people when there's a cyber attack? And there are no good surrogates for that, that people have tried to use things like stock price as a surrogate, and that seems actually to underestimate the cost of a cyber attack. So if there's somebody who has a good way of coming up with a surrogate for actuarial data, uh, they would really have something people would be interested in. And Synet is an innovation network. Was there any advice for innovators, advice for entrepreneurs? There's a lot of interesting advice about selling it to the bigger enterprises. There's unanimous agreement that cold calling is a waste of time and mm. that the warm introduction is everything. There were several people who pointed out that really nobody has the resources, no matter how big they are, to really effectively test and run down all of the products and solutions that are given in a lab. So a lot of the people who spoke emphasized the importance of trust, building a kind of personal familiarity with a vendor, because nobody really can test these things in the lab. What are some of the other things they said? It's a big market. The security market is estimated at $75 billion right now. Mm. They offered some do's and don'ts, and I'll give you the don'ts first. Uh, don't come in bad-mouthing the competition. Don't come in with a pitch. Company XYZ got hacked last week. You could be next. That's not effective. Don't come in without, for example, knowing whether somebody else from your company has already been in there talking to the prospective customer. <laughs> this apparently happens a lot. All right. Uh, their time's valuable. They don't like it wasted. Mm-hmm. Don't deny that you have any competition. Everybody's got competitors. They may not do exactly what you're doing, but don't come in and say, well, we have no competition. This is absolutely unique. It's not, so don't make that claim. Above all, if you're coming in selling, don't make your need to meet a sales quota the customer's problem. It's not their problem. It's your problem. For the do's, they said, do your homework. Know the company you're pitching to. Know what their needs are and be able to come in with them and give a good, clear, technical story about your what your product actually does. And uh, be sure you're able to get quickly to your value proposition. They really want innovative ways of addressing the security of their partners, anything that can reduce third-party risk and that can reduce the risk of using APIs. That's something that a lot of people are going to be interested in. John Petrick, editor of the CyberWire, thanks for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security 
by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the CyberWire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners. We're always looking for ways to improve the N2K CyberWire network and maintain the intelligence-driven news experience that keeps you in the know on the latest developments in cybersecurity. We've launched our 2024 audience survey and would love for you to take a few minutes to share your feedback. And hey, there's even a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you complete the survey. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey and share your feedback now. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the dark net, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire. Cyberwire. 